Welcome to the Two Dudes Three Legs podcast with your host, Zach Dingy, Tony Capaletti. Today we sit down with Matt Sapala, who is the author of Faith Made Millionaire, an ex-Marine. He's a top earner at PHP Agency. Mm. He also runs a seven-figure squad podcast. All around, great guy. Very nice guy. He's also six foot something tall. Six four Filipino. You'll catch him in a suit wearing Jordans. Yep. The guy is fresh to <laughs> death. Uh, he's the money smart guy on Instagram. On Instagram, which announces, is a sick name. He announced his new book on our podcast, which is really cool. Which we won't tell you what it is, but he's got another one. We have a great conversation with this guy, so we get into a pretty serious topic at the end. So stay tuned and watch all the way through if you want to hear it. We got Matt Spala on. We just got done with the vault, which I'm sure you've been here plenty of times before. I'm sure from it's the, not just everyone from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this specific one, we had some interesting guys, Tom Brady, Mike Tyson, a little bit more entertainment maybe than... Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Gadara, bro. Will Gadara was amazing. Unbelievable. What was your favorite person or part of the vault we had this year? I think it's this right here. It's the networking. Okay. Mm. You know, you, know you, can, you can get a lot inspired by the guest speakers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Tom Brady, you know, uh, Mike Tyson, Gadara, And they are, to me, the ultimate expression of what happens when you stick with it. You continue to improve. You continue to adjust, adapt. And a lot of people will never get to their levels because they just stop. I was just talking to a pilot on the way over here to doing this podcast. And I said, uh, can I ask you a dumb question about being a pilot? He says, what's that? What's the, what's the fastest speed or what's the speed you need to get to to get your plane off the ground. He yeah. goes 55. I said, what happens if I cruise at 50? So you'll hover a little bit, but you never get off the ground. So that's the way some people run their business. Hmm. That's the way some people take their information here from this event. They just hover at 50. They're excited, they're pumped up. They're motivated from the external versus the in, 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 internal, which is inspiration. And they'll just hover at 50 and they got to set it back down, start set over from scratch again. So my favorite part is the interactions with people at various different levels of business. Mm. And now you've, have you been to other conferences before outside of the Oh, of course. I mean, uh, before PHP, I I was in the insurance industry for 14, 15 years. The one about this, dude, I feel like it's just so raw and authentic. There's no rah-rah at all. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so special here. Because when you network here, it's not just like, oh, let me learn your name and get your business card for no fucking reason. We're talking because- I think we need rah-rah though, man. It's freaking boring just sitting down. Well, that's true too, of course. (laughs) You definitely need the hype-up music and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But- um, all right, so you, Matt Spall himself, you wrote the book Faith Made Millionaire. Yes, yes. Can I ask why why that title and what does it mean to you? I, I, it's a book of, uh, it's a self-reflection, not me being a model. You know, I'm not a model citizen. I'm not a model entrepreneur. I'm not a model financial guy. When I wrote the book is the self-reflection of what took me here compared to where I was and it's all on faith. People often say I'm self-made and maybe even the better ones even say I'm team-made. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I'm faith-made because there's no way I deserve this life. Mm. There's faith, no way I deserve. And now to be clear, it's faith and religion. Uh, correct. Not religion. It's a straight relationship it's, with God. Mm, you know, uh, Jesus mm. didn't come here to establish religion. He came here to re- establish a relationship with, with God. And so you're right. I, I appreciate you saying that because religion is corruptive. Religion controls. Religion has caused unnecessary wars and conflicts. You know, mm. Jesus came here to establish a relationship. 
And you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about the different divisions of religion, and I'm going to take over your territory, I'm going to take over your city, right? you're, you're going to worship my God, no, you're going to worship my God. Religion was, is what kills people. But faith is what builds people. It's and like when government it, versus order. Yeah, right, right, sure, exactly. You know, we need order, but we necessarily don't need a tyrannical government. Exactly. You know, so when we're looking at faith, faith would made me. And so I put my best biblical scriptures in there of things that overcome, that overcame a lot of my objections about money, about religion, about just growing up. And because um, I was leaving the Marine Corps, I got divorced, I filed bankruptcy, became a single dad in all one year. Wow. It was chaos. And would so you, wow. would you, would you call that your horse. bottom? Was that? Would you call that your bottom? That, that, no, that wasn't my bottom because I repeated the same mistake twice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I learned right, right, <laughs> right. Damn. And so I got a girlfriend pregnant. Um, the benefit is I didn't marry her. So, mm. but I, I went through child support court. Mm. Mm. So, so both scenarios. That was okay, Lord. What, what, what am I doing wrong here? Let me not repeat the same mistake, right? And, and get get that pattern established because the third time you do it, now you're an idiot. Yeah. So give us, you're talking about that. Let's go back for two minutes to talk about that part. So you, you now you're very, obviously very successful and I've read the book and I know a lot about you. I appreciate but that, man. Go, go back to where you were at that, to- at that time and what it took to get in insurance and the leaders in your life and everything that happened for those little, I don't know, five years, 10 years, yeah. whatever it was. So, so I, I go through that process. I'm going through my own deal, dealing with alcohol, dealing with PTSD, just anger with my life, two, three years of that. Even in the, even in the military, even in the Marine Corps, I'm so thankful that an entrepreneur had the courage to strike up a conversation with me about entrepreneurship and money of all places. And the place that I'm talking about is the bathroom of a Best Buy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like, for example, if we didn't know each other and we go to the bathroom, we're not part of the same conference. We're not part of the same ethnic background. You're a straight up strange dude. Do you, as a man, talk to another strange dude in the bathroom? Yes or no? Probably I, never in my life. Exactly. I don't think it's a normal thing, but I'm a little fucking weird. I yeah, talk to anybody anywhere. Yeah, he's I the do. guy for that. Not me. I wouldn't do that. I'm with you. The three-leg guy. Yeah. <laughs> me, I would never talk to anybody in the bathroom. Yeah. No, we flip this. Ladies do that all the time. Yeah. Men, not so much. And Definitely so he asked, he asked me a question. He goes, hey, hey, uh, hey Marine. Says, do you like money? Because he showed he showed me his. Uh, he didn't show me what you think. I'm trying to show. He showed me his planner, <laughs> and a planner had the the Marine Corps Eagle Globe and Anchor, which mm. showed that, that you don't carry that around unless you're United States Marine. And he goes, "Hey, hey, Marine, um, you like money?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> She's like, "A lot of money." I said, "Absolutely." And I said, uh, "Well, do you know how to make money work for you? Do you know you know how to win the money game?" I said, "Sure, I have a job. I'm with the Marine Corps." I said, "No, man, anybody can get a job. I bet you're not even happy." See, yeah, I'm making twenty grand a year. But I like a lot of money. And so at that point, he just established a conversation with me and ultimately recruited me into the insurance industry. Was this Pat? It wasn't. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. So this was a retired master sergeant. So the first 14 years of my career, 12, 14 years of my career, was just being a salesperson, Mm. just being a rep. Uh, Annuities, life insurance. Uh, I was good at it. I made $350,000 a year, but I paid myself into a a corner because if I didn't sell, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 100% of my company. Mm-hmm. So when I did meet Pat, it was through the ex- uh, uh, exchange with uh, Pastor Dudley Rutherford because my sister asked me to come visit her in LA. She's working for Pastor Dudley Rutherford. And I got to talk to Pastor Dudley Rutherford in there in West LA. He goes, you remind me of somebody. He says, you need to meet the Iranian version of you. Mm. 
Oh man, you guys are fucking freakishly similar. Yeah, it's true. Can, it's true. Like, <laughs> six four, same mannerisms. Yep. You look kind of like everything. Yeah. So yeah, and then he tells Pat, "You need me in the Filipino version of you." Mm-hmm. And so he did reach out to me in '09, uh, right. but I'm a six year follow up. Wow, we didn't really connect until December 2014. Oh wow. Jesus, yeah. I didn't know it was that late. Yeah, okay, so it was a while. Yeah, it was a while. So what's the difference now? Well, okay, so you had a lot of time in insurance before you met Pat. Sure. What's the difference when it was a startup and you were just getting, maybe not just getting into it. I guess 2014, it wasn't five really years. a startup anymore. Four, five, six uh, years, yeah. Well, I was going to ask, what was the difference when it was a startup, the day-to-day for you when yeah. the company was a lot smaller okay. compared to now where, you know, he just sold out and the company's a massive, massive operation. So Patrick comes out and does an audit in my office. Mm-hmm. I first come on board to the company. And uh, it was uh, April of that year. So four or five months of us being part of the company, comes out to Chicago, does an audit. Mm-hmm. The almighty money smart guy, the almighty uh, <laughs> money smart moving guy, you know. He's like, checking your gangster. He's checking, yeah, yeah, because he, uh, <laughs> he had watched me on, because uh, I was doing a lot of radio and TV because that was part of my PR and marketing of how I established my, how I established my business. And so he asks my guys, make a phone call, overcome this objection. How to get my guys qualified for a fast start school. How to get my guys to qualify for the next big event. How to get you guys to do a basic financial presentation, bro? Everybody had different answers. Mm. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Why, so why am I embarrassed? Because that was it expo- exposed me that I really systematized and trained my guys. Yep. Mm. I wi- I winged it. Hey, bro, go out and make a. Sa- How do you make a sales call? I don't know. You make a sales call. Yo, you make a sales call. Everybody had a different way to make sales calls, and I'm wondering why I'm not winning in business. Yep. So he goes, okay, okay. Uh, Matt, Sheena, how much money have you made? Uh, $200,000. You made $200,000 screwing shit up. <laughs> yeah. Dang. He goes, Yeah. He goes, uncharted territory. She says, what are you talking about? Uncharted territory. She says, you are about to take yourselves and a company into uncharted territory. So I don't know what you're talking about. All we need to do is incorporate systems processes, standardization, you guys can run. And guess what happened, brother? Blew up. Yep. Blew up. We've, we've, here. we've we been it. talking about the same yeah. thing this whole time. Yeah. So I run a so I run the sales, the wholesale department of a solar company. Yeah. He's one of the managers with the solar company. And we keep saying, if you if you came into our office right now, and I brag about it, if you come into our yeah. office and sit with 20 of our guys, they're all different. I'm like, we got <laughs> character, we got yeah. our own shit. Yeah. Yeah. But every time, every for three years now, I've been hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, system, yeah. systematize the sales process, the sales yeah. process, sales process. Yeah. And I never believed in it, but it's convinced. Hey, now. you look at the military, right? Look at why are 18 year olds like myself, when I was in the Marine Corps, why are 24 year old pilots in charge of $30 million machines, airplanes, helicopters, tanks? Why guys, right, it's because of systems. Operations and systems. Standard yep. operating procedures, yep. exactly. That's it. And it's funny, too, because we're in a similar situation right now, and the only reason it works that way is because in solar, you can be a fucking idiot, mm. and you're going to make six figures. Correct. You just show up. That's right. That, same thing with the insurance, because the natural industry is a wealthy industry if you make a sale. Correct. And so people don't think, that's fraud, I'm making 100 grand. Right? Great. You could be, if you did it right, you could make a million. That's right. And systems. scale. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. And, and the, the, the flip on to that was, how many lives am I really changing? I'm changing my life. Mm. But my guys changing their lives. So you see me here with a bunch of my guys. And if you go to our conferences in, in, in Vegas uh, in August of every year, we rent out the entire MGM Grand Arena. It's a six, like five, six million dollar budget. 
rented out. All my guys are there. My guys, ah, too wide, too deep. We can be me. I say too wide. Right? So I mean, it's my, everybody's got their own team, top of the chain. Everybody can create a company with inside a company. And so you, the overwhelming amount, you get too wide, too deep. That's my guys. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my guys in the stands. Okay, that's why standardization systems and process mm-hmm. paying off. Because I went from a 27-man operation to they've got a little over 3,000. Holy wow. moly. That's incredible. Yeah. So you talked about it before, too. You said team-made millionaire. Or sorry, team-made, not self-made yeah. was something you said. Right. How important is it to have the right people around you? I mean, extremely. Uh, biggest advice I can give somebody, and I asked this from PBD, so I'm not the originator of this. What has been the biggest saving grace of you building a company? First thing comes out of PBD's mouth, and I'll reiterate here on this podcast, he says... The moment I stopped wasting time on the wrong people. Mm. I think Tyson even said it. Trying to rewake the dead. Mm. Because you see guys that Patrick's been in business with for, or been in association with for 20 years. So how come Patrick's friends from 20 years ago aren't as successful as him? Because Patrick said, you know what? I'm evolving. I'm changing. I'm growing. You don't want to do all good. We're friends. Peace out, dude. I'm, I'm doing this. We just might be spending less time with each other. But... You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing, and we'll see here. Who it's wins? It's a tough balance. It's hard. To, it's hard to leave those people behind. It's tough. It's tough, especially if you got love for them. Yeah, you, not to say you don't have love for them if you leave them behind. They just chose. They just chose not to pick up their own bags and journey with you. Yeah, it's on them. Correct. Yeah, it's I true. think it's. Yeah. But it's, it's still kind of tough, you know, you, to do it. Well, you, I think the as problem an empath, is, you know, it's a standard today to like if you're not friends with that person to like, like disconnect and never speak to them yeah. and just uh, like almost have. Think down upon them yeah. if they're not at your level. Yeah. Where the big thing he said today was like, listen, I love you, I respect Separate you. Separate with love. That's what, not, yeah. yeah. Separate Tyson with love. That. Tyson kept saying that. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. It's cool. We're not acquaintances anymore, but yeah. like, it's good. I love you. I appreciate yeah. you, you know? Yeah. And they got an expiration is another big thing it's he said. It's not like you're like dead too. to me. Yeah. You know? I, I grew up with you. I, bro, I'm, there's, a, there's a guy. Oh, here's a story. <laughs> so one of my people in Chicago, I have, uh, I have uh, 42 offices across the country, and one and my former HQ is Chicago. She sends me a text. I'm in the I'm in the Uber with so and so and so and so, and this was a guy. I was I served. We went. He was a combat veteran, and uh, I recruited him, mm. but he chose not to take this journey with me. Matter of fact, this person calls me up today is a reaction to him seeing my checks. Mm. That's so. So when he calls me, that picture shows up. Oh, okay. and right. This is 14 years ago. So, bro, I'm getting involved in the insurance business, bro. You need to be. Able to, he's like, oh, I got, I got. So that picture shows. But yeah, it's good for you, but not for me. And he tried. And he tried it. And he tried for six months. Tried for 12 months. Instead of accelerating his business, he got the receptionist pregnant. Oh. And instead of taking coaching counsel, he decided to walk out of my Monday morning meetings. I'm not taking shit from this guy. Yeah. Anyway. My associate, she texts me, I'm, I'm in the car with so-and-so. How do you know so-and-so? Because he's my Uber driver. Oh. That's that stubborn mentality right there, not one of the here's listen. The hard part. Here's where it really gets really sad. He, uh, so I FaceTime her so I can see him. And he's got this look on his face like, yeah, I know, Matt. Oh. I'm driving Uber right now. I don't oh. know where you're at. Oh. He goes, bro, I just want to let you know, man, I'm dying. I said, what are you talking about? We're all dying. No, bro, I just got diagnosed with... ALS. Oh my God, my father and, passed away from ALS. No, it's, hor- it's horrible. It's and, terrible. Uh, and uh, sorry to hear that. And um, I'm thinking to myself, shit. Second question, insurance guy, do you still, I was asking, do you still got your policy? Because anytime somebody comes in business with us, they 
become a client, hmm. right? It's like it's like you're selling solar, so you better have solar. Of course, <laughs> right? Of Two course. systems, <laughs> right? Exactly, right? Exactly, right? Because you believe in your product. Absolutely. So, so as soon as that question came up, I'm I realized he didn't keep his policy. Why? Because if he has a life insurance policy, and he's got ALS, it's a terminal illness. He can actually get either living benefits from the life insurance policy or a terminal illness benefit rider for his policy that he can get his advanced that death benefit all up front without having to die. And he can go spend that money however he wants to spend the money, try to get some different care from Columbia or something like that. Right. And he's free to spend his money where he wants to spend money. Yep. But he didn't have his policy. That's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that. You can get it all brought up front if you get yep. diagnosed with a terminal. It's, it's got to have a living yeah, benefit bro. rider or if you're terminally ill. There's wow. other policies out there with terminal illness rider. Mason told that. me all about that. Yeah. yeah. Did it? Yeah. Uh, maybe I knew about that. I don't know. I just maybe it's, it's not life, a different. It's life insurance. Yeah. And by the way, I so glad it. September, right? September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Is it? Hey, <laughs> this will be out next week, so it'll yes, be out in September. It, man. Yeah. Um, all right. You are obviously a millionaire now, and you're very successful, and you've done great for yourself. Who has influence on you today? Very little people. Mm. Really? Very I little. Like people. that answer. So. PBD influences me in four of the five major areas I want to be influenced in. Which are? Faith, family, finance. Uh, I'm sorry. Faith, family, finance, um, and uh, fitness. And what's the last one? Fun. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't have much fun with you. That's hilarious, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> you were waiting for that, too. You wanted me to ask that. Who's your fun guy? I, uh, I've got uh, I've got some actually I've got some family members in the Philippines mm. and they have a blast. But guess where they don't influence me? The other in, four. In the other four. four. Yeah, yeah. 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 Filipinos you know? know how to drink. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but here's here's a cool about like PBD's got like he's got PBD's got like sophisticated fun. Let me look what he did with the with the yeah, Kentucky he, Derby. Yeah. Right. So the people, you know, for for the people, they, like I want to enjoy with folks that ha in my life that still haven't come up yet, so yeah. they can't afford a twenty forty grand to go to Kentucky Derby. Mm. But you know. But uh, Patrick has uh, influenced me, and it's very rare to have one mentor influence you in those key in areas. In all the fields you need, yeah. everything. Yeah. And that's the premise of the book of Faith Made Millionaire. These are the five key areas of my life that I need massive influence on because that's what shapes my life. There's a, this time of the year, it's the six, F, six S, which is football. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes on Sunday, faith, mm. family, finance, fitness, and fun. Football's not in that order. Go Bears. Go Bears. That's right. You're from Chicago. Chicago Bears fan. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm a Giants exactly. fan. Do you know how good it felt to hear Tom Brady shout out the Tyree catch? Oh, the, the, the helmet catch. Yeah, yeah dog. That's crazy. That's still one of the most legendary plays ever in Insane. football history. Insane. Insane. Nuts. The, ask, the whole well, history. He was a little him. different than I thought he was going to be. You know, I, I actually, for some reason, with somebody who's so well accomplished, I assumed he was going to be an asshole, just a little bit. And he was the nicest guy. Yeah. The nicest guy. Yeah. Like, th there was no arrogance to him at all. He actually sounded like a young man, like a young guy. Like he he never, uh, you know, grew out of being that college football guy. He's just a nice young dude. I asked myself when he was up there, I was like, how fucking old is he? I feel oh, like I'm he's old. Like, he was 44, 45? Yeah, yeah, but he- Mid-40s? Carries himself like a very young man. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. It was incredible yeah. to hear him. Yeah, yeah I, love I agree. That. I mean, dude, Mike Tyson, Tom Brady's pretty legendary to yeah, bring yeah, out- Mike and, Tyson. Uh, you, know, you know what we did earlier this year? We took our, we did a leadership retreat at Gillette Stadium. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, Patrick put a contest together and everybody's fighting to get on the contest because, you know, when you have a leadership retreat just because you're at the top of the company doesn't mean you automatically go. Mm-hmm. Right, so just because we were, uh, my wife and I are the top income earners of the company doesn't mean that we're entitled to go. 
they were automatically go, no, we got to do it. We got to raise our numbers too. Mm. So we should, we will of course we'll naturally do that. So there's with inside our culture and our environment, there's never a feeling of entitlement or I, I expect to be there. like no, I expect to be because I'm gonna perform there, not because I'm Patrick's boy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's 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 our environment. And entitlement is a poison. Oh, it yeah, is bad. But we did a we did an event there. We went to Gillette Stadium. We watched the Man in the Arena documentary. Oh, that's sick. In the stadium? In the stadium. Well, on the TV? So cool. On the big TVs? Yes. Dude, Holy that's so cool. In, inside, inside their leadership room. And then we went out to the arena. We went, then we went outside. And uh, the guys that we brought in was his left tackle that protected his blind side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ninkovich, uh, his, lamb- his linebacker, who was basically the, the, one of the leaders with McGinnis on the other side of the ball, and um, his um, business manager of TB12. So we learned from Brady's guys. So we just didn't learn from watching Tom Brady or Tom Brady. We learned from his guys that his team, his team, got it. Hmm. The dream what? team. At you being a leader, we're speaking about leaders. What's the most extreme thing you've ever done to make a point as a leader to your guys? Or maybe that PBD's done. Give us he's that time you almost went thing. overboard. He's got some crazy things. It's got to be say. crazy working with people. Oh, you got me thinking, man. Shit, that's what an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just said you bring you bring your the guy brings his team to Gillette Stadium to watch Man on Fire. Everyone else, hey, come to the office. We're gonna watch the Tom Brady. Him, let's go to Tom Brady's stadium that he played in for twenty years to watch Man on Fire. Or Man so, in the arena. So sorry. the craziest thing we did as a company to make a point of how we feel about values and principles is we did a contest, blind, not knowing where we're going, what we're going to be doing. Uh, we just say, hey guys, we're gonna have a special leadership retreat and this is going to be a historic thing that you know everyone to miss on it so we ran it for 90 days so we fly to florida patrick puts us in a private jet we don't know where we're going <laughs> and so, this is for 90 uh, 90 days not, i don't know where not, i'm going for 90 days no no it's a 90 day oh. contest that we have qualified oh, for 90 sorry, days sorry we're gone for two and a half days okay so we, we uh land in a pj don't know where i'm going exactly huh? we don't know where we're going man we land and we see a flag. I'm like, what, what, what flag is that? Uh, who's the damn teacher? Hey, what flag is that? I don't know. You're a teacher, bro. You should know the flag. <laughs> we, we honestly didn't know where we were. And then we t- we're driving on in. The suburbans pulled up. Blah, 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 blah. Like, shit, what is this? Right? Where are we going? It's like, like secret service. We pull in. Where is this? Uh, where's this place? Looks pretty damn iconic. Big bridge, island. Where the hell are we? Right? We get in there. Jekyll Island. Oh, hey, Jekyll Island. What the hell is Jekyll Island? Hear about Jekyll Island. Used to be the retreat area of the rich and famous back in the day. So we go into Jekyll Island. We went to a boardroom, and the boardroom was closed off, right? And I could tell it's a movable wall. And I'm like, man, PBD's probably going to pop out of the freaking wall. Man, watch this. <laughs> next year, next year, no, boom, he does. <laughs> he goes, welcome to Jekyll Island. Welcome to the Federal Reserve Room. The what? The Federal Reserve Room. Six guys back in 1910 led by Senator Alford, two guys on a secret trip from New York on the train to Florida. Paparazzi was looking out for who's gonna get on this train. They snuck to get down there. And what was established in that room was a paperwork and documentation to creating the Federal Reserve System. <laughs> that's the picture too that was, that was in the book, right? The picture? That's right. The, yeah. Wow. That's, that's right. Yeah. And so wow. in that, the next two and a half days, we created 13 values and principles of PHP. It was handwritten. We all signed. We all signed it, 
It's we create a painting of it. It's in, it's in our home office, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So if you Wait, feel where the hell is Jekyll Island? Notebook. It's off of, uh, off of Georgia. Georgia, okay. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Well, but, that's uh, pretty crazy. Who was there though? The Vanderbilts were there. Mm -hmm. The Rockefellers were there. J.P. Morgan's were there. The richest of the richest of the richest families used to hang out there. Still have their homes there. And so you, you think about this community, thinking about the best of the best, the rich of the rich. The way America today is created from what they did in 1910. Because mm -hmm. what happened in 1913, the, uh, was it the uh, 16th Amendment that got in, in, invoked where now they can tax Americans? Yeah. So you talk about the Federal Reserve sitting there, but not 1910, 1915, 1916, the way money is today was based on what was happening in America at the time in that exact All the way room. back then, right there. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. That's pretty legendary. That's yeah. insane. That's, That's pretty legendary. Talk about going to a legendary place. He like, why does he like to? He likes the surprise element. Yeah. He loves oh, to surprise people. His biggest That's thing insane. is his reaction. Patrick yeah. loves getting people's reaction. Reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Way, did you see a tear from Brady's eye? I mean, the, when he showed him the painting. No, not really. Yeah. Okay. Why did you? Because I, I, he was his back was turned. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, there's, but he took a long look at that. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Tyson cried every time anyone asked him. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> but Tom Brady, I don't know. I I think he had a good reaction. He's just like a cool, yeah, relaxed guy all the time. Yeah. You know, he's just very. I don't know. He never he never breaks character. Tom Brady. I feel like he's yeah. just very cool all the time. That's a, that's a QB. So yeah. you know, I, I think, think he had a good reaction. I think when Tyson went to the bathroom, he went in the back and he smoked a little. So he came <laughs> back with a little different I had energy. A, I had I a bet with Will that he was going to smoke on stage. <laughs> I think he did. I went. I think he went and hit a vape pen. He came back out. And he was a little more lively, <laughs> wasn't he? He's I'm a character. I'm not making man. this up. Nah, he's a character. By the way, for those of you who's watching this podcast or listening to it, uh, Mike Tyson on stage asked in the middle of his talk if he can. Use mm. permission to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll have a whole review of the whole vault, and we're going to have some clips, montage, everything set up. Did you get that on? No, we didn't have the camera out then for that. Yeah, yeah, it's but, That yeah. was very unexpected, yeah. as was most of what he said. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? You, someone would ask him a stupid question. You have something very insightful. And I, then someone I, would I, ask I, him. I found it to be very contradictory. Some of what he said. Yeah. yeah. I think it's his viewpoint. But yeah. go on. Like, like for example, example so. Well, what do you want to be known for? I'm ah, just passing by. I'm yeah. just passing through. Yeah. And they said, the greatest ever lived. Which, 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 which one, one is, is it? it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but either way, he's freaking yeah, savage. No, he's such, point. I'll tell you what's yeah. the best. The best thing about him is I think he lives in the present more than most people. Like he's just always in the fucking present moment. I think that's why he contradicts himself because you know what I like, think whatever thought comes, he's just spitting it. I There's no planning that, in regards you? to his. Yeah. I think his evolution process was so that yeah. he was the best and I'm going to be the best. And then now it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's whatever. I've I mean, grown, I've lived my life and now I'm just passing through. I mean, being a boxer, bro, it's like a boxer. The guy's name is as famous as Jesus Christ, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. Like we've all gotten fights at school, right? Yeah. And what's, what's in the back of your head, in the middle of a fight, what's the thing you're worried about? Not look like an asshole in front of everybody because mm -hmm. you get knocked out. Mm. So this guy's doing it at the highest level. Where the whole world is seeing you either knock somebody or you get knocked out. And sometimes the greater the hero, also people want to see the other side too. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see this guy fall. Mm, of course. It's, it's got to be I so mean, hard emotionally because I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't get satisfaction to the answer to my question. Yeah, what was your Seriously. question again? I How do you agree yourself after the most humiliating yeah. things? Like you went through a divorce, you, know, you got knocked out in the ring, you got in prison. You know, there's so many things that happen to your life because I respect them a lot for getting back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And he didn't really answer it. And recreate. I don't think he did. I yeah. think he would need a full conversation time yeah. period to, to answer true, that type true. of question. Yeah, yeah. To be fair to him. Yeah, so um, you have a podcast. What is what's uh, what's the best guest you've had on, or most interesting person? Um, most interesting person. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, I would Europe, say a couple. A couple ones. Uh, first one is a guy by the name of Craig Sawman Sawyer, and an undercover operative. Uh, just call him. Uh, I'll call him uh, Mason, mm. for lack oh. of a better term. Because he's an undercover operative in the fight to human trafficking. So that's one of my biggest things because, you know, I've got kids and uh, I just couldn't imagine. My sister's, because my sister works for an international justice mission where they go to different uh, countries to fight human trafficking. And she sent me a picture the other day of a freaking two-year-old. Right? I'm like, right? So Craig Simon Sawyer created a movie called Contraland to talk about his fight with human trafficking. And the more he keeps fighting it the more he's you know because you you can deal with the symptom but you also want to get to the cause mm-hmm. mm. as he continues to unpack that fight guess where that cause is not going down the, right the root cause is not going down the root cause is actually going up really so it's the higher ups meaning the rich people the elite the politicians they're allowing this shit to happen and it's a big issue why they're not not being shown why we don't have the client list yet of Epstein of There's Epstein suppre- Island? So much suppression, There's so much suppression. The who's actually behind it. It's it's a, it's a it, horrible. It upsets me, man. I just brought disease. in uh, my first child, baby girl. She's staying, you know, at the diplomat right behind us. Yeah, and uh, that shit really. Because here's the thing: the really new drug today, the new the new the, the new hustle today is not drugs. It's not cocaine. It's not it's not even fentanyl. It's people. It's people. It's crazy. Sick. It is, it is freaking sick. Sick. Right. And so, you know, we, we may have grown up in an era where you didn't come home until the, uh, the lights, you know, and the streetlights came, when the streetlights came and you, you came home. No. These days you can't even risk it. No. Because they're willing to kidnap anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Because if they don't kidnap you as an adult, they kidnap the kids. And why would they want to kidnap you as an adult? Organ harvesting? Why would they want to kidnap a, a kid? Because they can traffic that kid from three years old to... 15 and after 15, they're out, they're out the game and they harvest your organs and they, they, they look at you like cattle. Yeah. They look at you like oh, paycheck. That's it. And there's more people today trafficked than when slavery was legal. That's absurd. That's a crazy statistic. Holy shit. Because think about it. We've all seen people on drugs, right? Yeah. It's obvious that they're on drugs. No? Yeah. And like, all right, who's your plug? You can, you can easy <laughs> right. You can, you can, right? You can interrogate them and see who the, who's the plug, who's, 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 who's the distro. You'll find them because it's an obvious crime. It's an expensive crime to fight if you get busted, right? But the thing with human trafficking is you can't tell. Mm. We can't, you know, in that entire room, there's people there with sexual addiction beyond our current comprehension. It'll freaking gross us out just by probability. Yeah. But guess what? We never know. Yeah. I don't know what this guy does with his phone in his, inside his hotel room. Yeah. It's true. And, and then, and then with, with kids, you can't tell if they're being trafficked. Right, they're just walking around like normal. They're not high. They're not. They're not in handcuffs. And they might think it's fucking normal, just because right. depending on how young they were picked up. See, the the thing that confuses me a little bit though is like you can't get away with anything in this world anymore. Cameras everywhere. Nobody can get away with it. How do they operate at such a? It's disgusting to say, but a success rate in their yeah with way the help of, doing yep. it. of yep. the like, high powers. Yep, uh, suppression. Yep. And, and, I yeah. guess it's fair because how do you get drugs into America? We got to get it from. You got to get it trafficked in here, right? That's yeah. expensive. It might be the CIA. I don't know. Yeah, sure. But how do you get human people human trafficked here? Open the border. Oh wow! 
You just made a sick point there. Bro, I mean, there's there's about 80,000 people that, I'm sorry, kids. Yeah. They have crossed the border, documented, and then gone. Just disappeared. Yeah. They don't know where that. That's so, insane. You know. You watched The Sound of Freedom? Did you see it? A hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't watch it because for fear of the anger it would cause in it me can, with yeah, having yeah. a child as young as I do right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you just need to do it to be aware of yeah. what it looks like. Because that's what, just, just, you know, there's no weird scenes. Yeah. So you, I had my 13-year-old son watch it. I, had my, I watched it with my older kids. So now you know why Poppy never lets you alone. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. That's why. But that'd be, to answer your question, that'd, no. be, that'd be one. We're talking about uh, human trafficking, child trafficking, which is a crazy topic. So yeah. get on a little See. bit more light. You have kids now, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. You've had Two kids. kids. Two or three? I have five. What? Holy uh, shit. Where did the other three I'm, just come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. So remember, I was a single dad. <laughs> He's remember populating, bro. He's repopulating. <laughs> so remember when I was a single dad, well, those kids now, my oldest now 28. This weekend, I'll be a granddad. God really? bless. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, they're, man. They're, uh, they're uh, inseminating her on Sunday. Uh, was it called inseminate? I'm sorry. Uh, the insemination has already yeah, happened. Already so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope you fucking that's know so hard. I'm not a milker guy, but sure it's not. Shit, they, they, I should they, know the they, word. They, they forced the pregnancy. Uh, All right, so... I, I can't well, think of the word, but I know... Forced labor. B bunch of dudes out by the fucking... So, you have kids now, and yeah. what Inducing is Inducing labor. We, we talked... Had to say it. Inducing, Inducing labor. There labor. <laughs> there you go. It started with an I. You had the I. That's correct. That, exactly. You had the I. That's correct. That's correct. He's impregnable. I'll be inseminating <laughs> later. Spinal. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> you, uh, your, your father, you, got, you have kids now. We, PB talks about this a lot, and I'm a big believer in this as well, uh, or a proponent, I guess I should say, of, of it, is fatherless homes. And how big of an effect that him impact yeah. uh, has in America, in the world in general. What has it been like to have kids, and how important is it to be a father to your kids and in the world? I mean, I was a single father with custody of the kids. Yeah. Mm. So, so I'm part of that stat says mm. if the be the best way to raise a kid is between two parents at home, the, yeah. nu the nuclear family. Or the, just the father. Or just the father. Yes. Because it's, it's the same. Yes. Same statistics. Same that statistics. is crazy. Oh, wait. So I'm that stat. Yeah. But I was going through hell trying to... And real quick, for those that kid. don't know, what he just said was, the statistic, if you have both parents, you have the same success rate in terms of your life, how your life's going to turn out, is if you just have... And a much have, lower incarceration rate. If you yep. grow up with just your father. It's the same for two parents. And then if you have just a mother that raises the kid, it's mm -hmm. dramatic. 90% higher chances of incarceration of everything. Yep. That yeah. they take custody away from the father for that reason. But anyway, please continue. Yeah, because yeah. I think a father naturally has a father naturally has order, even without them realizing they have order. Yep. A father naturally has com you know competition without realizing they're because because children are children not because of what they're taught is what they're what they caught, and they usually catch it from dad. Yeah, a lot of those the mother will bring you in and give you life, and your yeah. father will teach you what to do with it. Right. The mother can teach that boy to be a boy, but now it's up to the dad. Let me teach you how to be a man. Mm, I like that better. Yeah. So, okay. you know, you and, and so a lot of a lot of guys, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of guys today are being feminized. You know, what's what's the uh, what's being promoted today? Uh, Dylan what, Mulvaney. Was it uh, was it uh, was it uh, was it wasn't Rihanna? It was Sierra. Was it Sierra in front of the Vogue magazine? So she's in front, and her husband's in the back. So she's standing in front, so she looks bigger. Mm -hmm. So he's in the back with the baby. Yeah. Right. 
right? Switch roles, but backwards. So if if the so think about it, if a woman makes more money, how does the husband? Well, I'm, I'm, from an economic standpoint, cool, right? But does she try to treat him like a husband? Mm. Like she's a husband, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's like I, I couldn't take that as a man. No shot. Yeah, zero, zero chance. He goes, I'm 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 calling the shots up in his house. I'll be here, up in hell, right? Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of men today are confused about what their role is. I go back to the Bible, back, back to the faith made millionaire conversation, because that's my greatest reference manual, because that's 6,000 years of documenting human history, good, bad, ugly, and how God sent his son, boom, Old Testament, New Testament, to, send to, to get us back to our relationship with God. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I go back to Genesis, for all my Jewish brothers and sisters out there, let's go back to the Torah, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Go back to Genesis, right? And then what happened when Adam bit the forbidden fruit, right? Now realized I'm in sin, realized I'm naked, da, 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 all these different things, because she kept egging him on. She tried to get him because the serpent was saying, hey, you can have Adam's position, <laughs> right? So she's confused. So it, as much as men are confused today, so are women. Yeah. I heard OnlyFans, the guy owner makes $1.4 billion. Oh, freaking OnlyFans. The hell? One point right? billion. And so, so pornography, women, sexualization, the minimization of our daughters. And so when, you look, when you're looking at and the minimization of, of, of men taking their leadership role, you back to the Genesis, when he bit that fruit, God's looking in the Garden of Eden. Sorry, God's God, right? Yep. Do you think he doesn't know where he's at? Mm. <laughs> What's he saying? Adam. I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing. I'm just doing my own thing. Adam. Where you at? <laughs> right? And then, I'm here, Lord. I'm here, God. Why did you bite the forbidden fruit? Notice who he came to hold into account. Mm. It wasn't Eve. It was who? Adam. It was the man. Because you're the leader. Oh. You're the man. Damn, I like that. That's a bar. <laughs> I like that's, that. That's, that's, my, that's the way I take it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, what did Mike Tyson say up there? He said, uh, don't come to me as if I'm a victim, if I'm oppressed, because I'm not making money because I'm black. I'm making money because whatever case may be. The reason I'm not making money where I am today is because I didn't take ownership. Yeah. Damn. He was talking a lot about accountability. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, big, the victim mindset. Big. Anti-victim mindset, anti-blame mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the biggest voice today? What's the biggest voice today? The blame, tied to shame, because you don't really want to get in it's the game. Everybody else's fault. It's this yeah. guy's fault, That's it's right. that guy's fault. Yeah. Huh? Always. Oh, well, I shouldn't say always, but yes, now. Majority That's of the, the time. Correct. Go ahead, Tone. Damn, I don't want to end it. All right. At the <laughs> We've end been going of, for like 37. Yeah, so I blew by. So it's, it's the famous question we always ask every part, mm-hmm. person we have on the podcast. At the end of the day, what is your message to everyone out there? Short as you can make it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, your life has purpose. The enemy likes to mess with everybody thinking that you don't. You have a message. And if you got a dream and God gave you that dream, and you're trying to assess that dream or evaluate that dream with other people that didn't receive that dream, well, there's a reason why. Because God gave you that dream. Mm. If it was a dream important enough for them, he would give them that dream. But you've gotten a dream, you got a reason for being alive. Out of trillions of sperm cells that's going down on this race, mm. you won. Mm. <laughs> you won, baby. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> like a not motherfucker. Not the slip. And then we got there, you're like. <laughs> 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 Let me in. You got, you nah. won. 
It worked. So, Matt, don't discount that, man. Dude, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so right. much for sitting down hey, and talking with appreciate us. Appreciate you guys, man. It's good to see you Lo- again the journey this year. you've been through, man. Yeah. The accident you went through, man, to see you not having this blame game. You're, oh, no you're, you're, freaking, you're, you're firing it's away, bro. Best thing that ever happened to me, believe it Matt, or not. Thank you again. For you guys. Last thing, where can people find you? Money Smart Guy in the book. Yeah, yeah, in the book, Money Smart Guy. Just go to MoneySmartGuy.com and Money Smart Guy on Insta, Twitter, everywhere. Oh, by the way, on the 19th, 919, I'm launching a new book called Gotcha, How to Navigate the Five Major Killers of your financial freedom. Oh, and this nice. is a money smart GPS Sonata. Oh, you heard so, it here, yeah. people. You're here. Money smart guy. I, by the way, I think this is my first podcast. I'm actually plugging that. that. Come yeah. on. This is the first two. You guys are first nice. two. Look Let's at that. Go. What's it? Gotcha, you said? Gotchabook.com. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha book. Book. Yeah, yeah. You own the domain too, moneysmartguy.com? I do. Oh, that's he's got <laughs> incredible. All he talks <laughs> about is how did he sick. get that handle Bro, on I swear Instagram? To God, it's crazy. Fuck that handle ever. I gotta underscore my own fucking name. Yeah. I can't even get my own fucking name. I'm too old or I'm too young. I didn't get into Instagram. Yeah. Too late. Whatever. Really? Anyway, that's a wrap. Thank you. Appreciate it.